on the tee, Jack Nicklaus. This is the minute the millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Bogeyman Golf Podcast, hosted by Dave and Johnny. Um, it's been a hectic fortnight of golf. It's been a hectic fortnight in general, to be honest with you. Um, Phil, the fall from grace for Phil is pretty. Johnny, the last dramatic. twenty, the last twenty minutes have been dramatic. Like we could nearly forget the last two weeks, but we'll talk about the last two weeks. Yes, uh, it is. Oh, for someone who doesn't like Phil Nicholson, this is just manna from heaven. So before we get into the, the Phil stuff, why yeah. did you, you, you just saw through this facade, you've never liked Phil? I've never liked him to, to the point where I actually, and it goes so far back to the US Open that Jeff Ogilvy won, where I, he, I don't like Phil enough that I actually cheered on uh, Colin Montgomery. And I felt bad for Colin Montgomery because Phil was been such a clown on the last hole in regular tournament play that he actually disrupted Montgomery enough that he made a balls of the last mm. and Ogilvy actually won, which was great because Jeff Ogilvy is a really nice guy. But I have, I hate the way he goes on. on. I hate this. Not, I, and I've said this, you, you, you'll pull up any podcast that I've, we've spoken about him. I can't stand him. I think it's a facade. I think the nice guy stays around, signs all the autographs. He's, he reminds me, <laughs> it, it, for those who really don't want to get too far into it, he reminds me of Shooter McGavin. Do you know hmm. that scene where he's like walking through and he sees all the nice people and he says, and then, yeah, and, and he like dismisses behind the scenes when people don't see you you get to yeah see when he walks into the clubhouse and yeah yeah and and uh, as with a lot of these things when the sir or the, the wagons need to be circled around people um no one is circling a wagon around phil as in there's reports coming out from every reporter dan rapport alan shipnock who will go into in depth saying that this is just the tip of the iceberg as far as Phil is concerned and his attitude to people on tour. <clears throat> um, and it's, it's at probably the genesis of the, of the Saudi thing anyway, is his attitude to other people on tour. Mm. And it's all come out in the sports wash, Johnny. Is the, is all the journalists kind of now coming out and cause of the ship saying his piece is all around the Saudi golf league and the, the potential that that had up until a couple of days ago, but the, the other journalists all now coming out and being like, Oh yeah, Phil's always been X, Y, Z. Is that just them now saying or feeling like it's safe to do so beforehand? Like, like, whereas yeah. beforehand they like couldn't have because Phil was a big persona and a big player in the game. Whereas now is everyone just else just kind of piling in because they see a man is down. Do you know when you're, Which I also do you know don't when... like necessarily think that's great. Do you know, do you know when it's nose, Johnny? Do you know what? this is this is and stick with me here. Do you know when it snows and you go out to make a snowman? Yeah. And you get that ball, the first ball to make the big body part of the snowman, and you get to a hill 
and it's so hard to push that thing up the hill and it gathers snow at such a slow pace and it's really, really hard, but it's still gathering snow. But then you turn it and you throw it downhill, which is what's happening right now. So the uphill part was when Phil is a Mr. Nice Guy and it's really hard to pick up people to say what you really want them to say as a journalist. And now, or or as people coming out in, in the press, and now as the tide has turned and that snowball has started to roll downhill, it's still gathering the same snow, but it's doing it at a hell of a rate quicker than yeah. it would have previously. And that's exactly what has happened. And it's just allowed people to say, here, I, I knew this about Phil. I was never going to quote it in isolation, but here we are and there's context and I'm adding like color to that. Um, and, and that's what, and that to me is what, what seems to have happened because judging by the statement that he's released um, half an hour ago. It's a long statement. It's do a we, long. Do we want to read through the full statement? Um, will, will we read through it? Yeah. So I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll read through it because you've got more opinions. I've come to this very cold. So yeah. Uh, statement from Phil Mickelson. Although it doesn't look this way now, Given my recent comments, my actions throughout this process have always been with the best interests of golf, my peers, sponsors, and fans. There is the problem of off-record comments being shared out of context and without my consent. Can but I the bigger issue... Go ahead. So Alan Chipnock has just come out and said that these comments were on the record and he is going to elaborate more on this. So there you go. But the bigger issue is that I used words I sincerely regret that do not reflect my true feelings or intentions. It was reckless, I offended people, and I am deeply sorry for my choice of words. I'm beyond disappointed and will make every effort to self-reflect and learn from this. Like, that's a big statement. It's like probably a bigger statement than Tiger made. uh... So so you know who he's apologizing to here? Yeah, to the Saudis. Yes, he is saying... He's not apologizing to the BGA Tour or golf fans. Or golf fans. He is apologizing. He is saying because the comments in relation to, and like the comments was damning because he alleges in his conversation with Shipnook that he was simply using the Saudis for leverage um, against the PGA Tour. And it was finally time that this was going to be the leverage he was going to use. And that was basically the most horrific uh, government regime on the face of the planet so like top job there for picking your um picking your allies pal <laughs> um and he called them scary motherfuckers who we killed know killed kasagi Kishogi. and so for background there is a uh, an egg was an exiled saudi journalist who was invited into an embassy and was murdered and chopped up um into pieces and so this was the language he was using in his comments with Shipnook, which are due to be published in an upcoming unauthorized biography by of, Mich- of Mickelson by Shipnook. So these are the comments he is referring to. He's not referring to anything that he may, anyone that he may have offended from a fan's perspective, a brand's perspective, the PGA Tour's perspective. Um, he doesn't mention anyone explicitly there other than live investments, which are, he w- which as it turns out, he is more than likely legally contracted in some form of a work arrangement, uh, which 
is actually banned by the PGA Tour. You're not allowed to do that um, because it's contrary to the development of the tour and you will be suspended as such. So, um, right, they're just like the the background pieces to the to the um, to the to the statement that he just made. I, where should we go with this from? Uh, <laughs> Who knows? No, from, from a from a from a timeline perspective, like because what you've seen in the last two weeks has been, or even to go further back, so saw the Saudi government have became involved with a significant investment in the Asian tour. Um, that's their that's one element of this. Second element of their golf involvement was going to be the Saudi super golf league effectively well even before that the uh through the aramco series they're, the aramco, they're yeah. heavily heavily invested in the women's game on the let and lpga tours mm-hmm. um which has kind of been ignored to a degree whereas like i think we should start turning around and saying okay so the for the men's tour we were very very unhappy with this investment coming up and xyz we need to address the same problems for the women's game. Um, yeah. And what transpired was just, there was one element called the Professional Golf League, which the Saudis were due to back. They had since backed out of that investment and they have gone in to live golf investments, which is CEO by Greg Norman. So that's where you'll see Greg Norman's name pop up to the tune of about 200 million. Three. Well, it was reduced to two. Oh, yeah okay. yeah and the um but there was a there was a caveat to that in the first year in that they were going to invest in significantly more in the year two okay so what it was going to be was like this league structure with a captain vice captain players relegation they were going to pick players from various leagues the determination of your status was going to be based around a kind of a three-month swing which is like the autumn swing that you would see in the pga tours so who, what players they take on, guaranteed money, limited field events, um, and like all pretty rosy until it started to unwind. And I, I, I feel that there was so much um, conjecture out there and so, so many rumors in terms of who was going to go and Bryson being involved in DJ because of his close association with the Saudi uh, tour, European tour event mm. was obviously immediately linked. Um, but there were certain people who kind of disassociated themselves instantaneously from it. Rory was one. Open, he was openly out of it. Uh, Justin Thomas was another. So up until about two weeks ago, it was huge rumors. Rumors were, were a band that they were going to announce the, the structure and format of the league when they signed 20 players and they believed that that had been entered into kind of the public domain that they had now entered or had engaged those 20 players and they were going to announce it for the, at the players championship which is the pga tours flagship event um on on the main tour mm-hmm. so what transpired was we've had a consistent climb down in two weeks of players um ram went said no rory obviously explicitly no jt morikawa to the extent that Bryson was kind of forced into saying no and eventually got to the stage where Bryson's almost funny though because hmm. he there were rumors that he was going to get paid 150 135 million dollars yeah. to be the face of this event yeah and then he went over to Saudi Arabia to play that Asian tour event played the first round pulled out with injury 
there was a whole lot of willy wonty is he part of this isn't he part of this is he just here to take the money and run or or what's going on and he kind of eventually was forced into uh saying he's not part of it both through his peers saying that they wanted nothing to do with it but also to be fair to a lot of the reporting that no laying up had been have been doing over in the states and their contacts within the the tour professionals about what bryson had been saying that like he's not going to play any more pga tour events he's only going to go and play in the saudi thing and then uh yeah bryson then had to go and backtrack so Mm-hmm. like brilliant brilliant journalistic work there from the Noah lineup guys yeah they, they actually affect did. change like that yeah and where it was like as i said it started to unravel or, or sorry where it actually is, had kind of even gathered paces kramer hickok who's a player on the tour it said there was 17 player signs and that they were obviously going to announce that um that in the upcoming days basically what came from that or out of that was the climb down from players in terms of most said they were not interested in joining. A few people left on the fence, Lee Westwood, Adam Scott, a lot of players in their forties who may not have, um, who would probably see one last mega payday before mm. their PGA tour pensions kind of kick in or before they head to, um, uh, to the champions tour. Roll in Alan Shipnuck of all people. Alan Shipnuck is <laughs> US journalist, um, golf journalist, not a hugely popular man on tour by any stretch of the imagination. Certainly not a very popular man with a lot of players. But has a rolling battle with Rory McIlroy, which is quite humorous, I find. Uh, they because he asks tough questions. Like, he does ask tough questions. Like, but they don't from, like that. From the, yeah, from the media side, I'm like, well, he just kind of asks you the question. He'd like he's, he's not like an unfair or biased or a bad journalist far from a very bad journalist he's an incredibly good journalist players just don't like him because he's good at journalism yeah and that's that he doesn't give them the easy ride that they that they like so Roland Allen Shipnock part one he turned around and said there are 20 players signed he's spoken to an agent that there's 20 players signed um and then this is basically where the climb down happens as in everyone says well i'm not in that 20 so leave me out of that and phil mickelson releases a statement say accusing the pga tour of obnoxious greed (laughs) this is still in saudi arabia this is still yeah this is just absolutely bonkers um that he said this it was he was referring to he's effectively referring to digital assets that the pga own of players and why the players should be allowed to license their own digital assets sell them as nfts i haven't a clue what nfts are about but apparently you can sell them anyway that they can license their own nfts sell them and make multiples of what they're what they're um uh, making now from the PGA Tour from a, from a media rights perspective, um, which is complete rubbish because it doesn't exist in any other sport. Um, once you join the tour, you join the tour and you sign up to the media right agreements that are that are there. It happens in absolutely every sport that's going. Yeah, um, I mean it's the same as when like if a broadcaster wants to put to take clips from a six in a Six Nations this weekend if. If RT or whoever wanted to broadcast clips of that match, they would have to pay for rights because the organization owns the rights to those matches. So it's not like Jordan Armour 
owns the rights to the try he scored for Leinster last weekend. Like that's just not how it works, and it's not the same in golf either. You don't you don't own the rights to some shot you hit. That's why media companies and Sky in the Premier League and Virgin in the Six Nations or BBC or Channel Four, as you just said, in Six Nations pay so much money to get that because they want that 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 product. Um, then we had. Trump aligning himself <laughs> with the league. Trump has an ongoing issue with PJ Tour, and the PJ Tour have pulled an awful lot of have pulled all events from his properties, um, which is uh, going to be the subject of an ongoing battle, I, I fear. And obviously, he wanted to align himself uh, with with that tour. Um, so that was all happening, and this was all setting up for who are the twenty, who are the twenty, and all of a sudden it got to the stage where the twenty was being diminished, and there was no one of within the top world top 10 um who were even close to going to um agree to to join the saudi golf league on the back of phil's comment then uh we had fairly stiff rebuttal from the likes of rory from the likes of justin people who would not necessarily have been close to him but certainly would have what it seemed like been maybe a little bit closer than others to to fill but but who knows in in that in that regard mm. where they accused him of being completely out of touch with what was going on that his comments were completely off um off tone and that he was talking complete bollocks to be honest and that's like being polite about it alan shipnook part two comes into it where he releases an excerpt from his upcoming <clears throat> biography of phil where he he Quotes failed by, as we had said, accusing or claiming he has used the Saudis as leverage in this. Um, in this, uh, so I'm not going to call it a charade, but in this crusade against <clears throat> against the PGA Tour, he called them scary motherfuckers who killed Khashoggi. As we just went into, and we went into that, and that he has, he actually hoped that it didn't even succeed. Mm. So what you have now, and it seemed... It's a really, really high-risk strategy to play with. Like, you just talk about how dangerous these people are and then publicly go, yeah, I'm just going to try and fuck them over here. Yeah, and and this (laughs) was... It just, like, mind-boggling. And in fairness, like... And I, 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 oh, we, we do talk about them a lot because we, we like what they do. And the Nolan Enough guys did a really good podcast on this where they, mm. y- yesterday, it's like it is actually brilliant in terms of how, how they discuss it. And if you want the long form version, by all means, go take two hours of your life and it, you will not regret it. Uh, go for a long walk. In fact, go play nine holes and listen to it while you're doing it. Mm. Um, so, oh, but listen after to you've us, listened to us, after yeah. you've listened to us on the drive range or something like that. Um, so, what is transpired after obviously Riviera um as that kind of show rolled into town was the effective demise complete demise of a tour that never was um the main protagonist has been to be playing talking at both sides of his mouth um it just happens to be the second most famous golfer of his generation um who has effectively turned himself into both a laughing stock and I would imagine a contractual complete liability 
mm-hmm. um, to his current tour, to his sponsors, to anyone really associated with himself. I'd imagine that there's a lot of rats off that ship at the are, are climbing off. And it's culminated in a statement which you released, which you just read, which is very long, which you've read the, the start of it. Yeah, first and paragraph. Is, <laughs> first paragraph. And it goes on to say certain things around what he believes were the right things to do. Um, how he is under incredible personal pressure. There is a rumor that he's under incredible personal pressure financially. Um, yeah, but that's always kind of followed him. Always. Like for, for as long as I'll, I'll follow golf, you've, yeah. there's always been this association that Phil loses his money as quickly as he wins it. Yes, like, and, and that has always been the case. And then maybe this was out of, this was all born out of necessity and it really was a financial move he had to make. Mm. And now he's going to be suspended by the tour. He has literally said in his, in his comments as well, or in his statement that he has left, he has reached out to all of his sponsors and has offered them the right to, to pull their, to pull their pause or cancel their, their contracts. So it is, I, I have it downstairs. I, I managed to get the golf channel from the US and it is great because it's like Sky Sports News reporting but live on the golf at the moment. And there's like there's people just who would have been you would have thought would have been close on allies of him from a media perspective and from because he 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 did breach into an awful lot of golf areas in terms of when he was when he was injured, he was doing a lot of commentary. And he was very good on that. And people kind of felt that that was the next move. And obviously he is, you, you kind of forget, like he's the reigning PGA champion as well. Like he ho- he's holding one of the majors. And not only that, the Professional Golfers Association, now that's the teaching side, Professional Golfers Association of America champion, current champion. And <laughs> you're going to get this situation where like the current, and I don't know when this has ever happened. It's never happened in the history of the tour is that like the actual holder of the, the major will be suspended and won't be able to play. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's just the most bizarre. Like it feels like someone like, as we're talking about this, you're kind of thinking like you're, you're looking at someone literally having a midlife crisis. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, what? Like, unless what the deal was that, that the Saudis offered him to like, let's say he's got whatever amount of debt or outstanding liabilities that the Saudis offered to take care of all of that. And he's now fine as long as he aligns himself with this SGL. Let's say that's now all gone. He's in, he would be in serious, serious trouble. I'm sure he is in a huge amount of trouble. In everywhere he turns with the PGA Tour, with I can guarantee you, Alan Shipnook went and uh, checked with his lawyers before he published anything. So that mm-hmm. would be dead sound before that went live. So there's no real point in him trying to chase his kind of legal case against the Fire Pit Collective or against Alan Shipnook. Yep. His only avenue of really making money through sponsorship and golf also look like they're gone. Like this man he's really put himself into a very, very bad situation. Uh, now, okay, finished. It's a hard one to come back from. Like, where do you go? Maybe, like, maybe, I, just, maybe he just goes and plays the Asian tour. 
that that's the only thing that it can be like that, genuinely that 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 can be the only place he could go like he has because like, he can't go, he can't really go on champ, Champions Tour anymore. Well, he could, but that's, well, that's, P, tour, that's, that's PGA. That, yeah, that's PGA Tour. But that's also a tour that benefits from the success of the PGA Tour over the last ten to twenty years, which Phil is saying that has not happened because the PGA Tour are incredibly greedy and obnoxiously greedy, and aren't sharing the money with the players. Whereas that that's an entire tour which is born out of the fact that the PGA Tour has made so much money that it's like a early retirement fund for these players. Yeah. Um, it's a great way to, for them to make money. Darren Clark is a great example of it. Plays on that tour, or makes money, probably makes more money playing on the Champions Tour than he made during his playing career. Out of necessity. Yeah, well, I didn't want to, yeah. <laughs> There's another man with financial hardships. Well, a, a similar character. Hmm. As well, like a very similar character, not incredibly liked by the PSS, would have probably skeptical financial backgrounds. Um, and I don't want to go into this, but but I want to, I want to juxtapose. I don't want to go into this, but I will. I, no, I, I don't want to go into that part. But sure. like, I want to go into the part where he can't show up at a tour event in America. In terms of God. like the crowds will eat him alive like the the facade like the veil has dropped like as in the the hanging around the high fives for everybody the thumbs up the funny instas all of that is just been completely eroded because underneath it all you just see a greedy selfish bastard like yeah at the same at the same time like america's crazy country where just as many people might side with Phil as think he's a lunatic. Oh, like America's America's a crazy place. Like they elected Donald Trump. Which uh, yeah, it it yeah. But for very different reasons. <laughs> I, I, having been over there, I realized that like when I'm speaking to absolutely normal people, life in America is now much more expensive because Donald Trump isn't there anymore. Yeah. It's just a simple fact that when you start hitting people in their own bottom line, that's where their their sway will 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 ultimately fall. And I don't want to go too far down that route, but um, again, another another route. But yeah, it's like the the element that he described that the tour desperately needed change. The desperately needed change in Phil Mickelson's eyes was that. The middle class of the of the PJ middle and lower class of PJ Tour shouldn't be earning as much money as they are, and the top guys should be earning way way more. That is effectively where where there should be more of a tiered system. It shouldn't be a kind of um, a players group at all. It should be run by the top ten. They should get all the cash. The rest should have to fight it out in the slums on the streets to 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 make the money. Um, I think that's funny because I'd love to know what he uses as the measurement for that are we talking about world rankings because then phil you're not in that either are we talking about like popularity <laughs> up until this week fine you would have been in that point but that's such a subjective measure that like there's no way you can it would change every week as well yeah he's, so, he's, he's effect- yeah he's effectively talking about the likes of 
the limited limited field no cut events that there should be like it almost feels like there should be another tier like there should not be pj tour to corn ferry there should be something in the middle similar to the alternate events and they should just go off themselves while we rich lads on top 50s or 40s in the in in mm. the world should go off and play another event and we'll play for the real cash and let the kids play in the sandbox kind of thing um that could be good though like that as a format for the tour could be great because could you there's a lot of then jeopardy to missing a cut at an event because then you're like oh shit now i gotta go play at this you know second tier yeah. event to get back up into the top tier i think that could be great well, that's the premise of the Saudi tour. Yeah, like, look, I think it's, I think it's, a, good, I think it's a good premise. <laughs> there, see, the, this is the Saudi Arabia. This is this is the thing. This is it. It is a good idea. It is a very entertaining product. The problem is who you climb into bed with. Like, you are like, and and people in supporters of. Newcastle United, like if you're one of the ones that said, Oh, it's not great for our club, but delighted to get the cash. Man like, City. Go home. Oh. Like get out, get out of the room, stop listening, turn this off because you are the exact same way. Like you really are. Like there's no difference. If you continue to support the club despite that, then you are in the exact same boat as as Phil is here in in my eyes, because you know exactly where it's coming from, you know exactly what's been done in in the area and you know exactly why this is being done which is like trust me they're not trying to make money out of this no. <laughs> like there's a whole there's a whole world there that we really only like that we haven't a clue about and it's it's not good and it's dark and where he has put himself in this instance and i've just seen there now kpmg have just released a statement to say by mutual consent that they have terminated the agreement with Mickelson. Wow. Uh, so, like, to give you, like, that is genuinely like Nike saying they're dropping Tiger Woods. That's where that would be in the realm of, um, of climb dance. But I've just mentioned Tiger, and in all of this, Tiger seems to be growing as a kind of elder statement of the of the PGA Tour went through his troubles which were completely self obviously completely self-inflicted much in the way that this is unfair but were and, and has managed to put himself into a position where <clears throat> he has grown into the most respected person on tour um the image is almost the reverse in that the uber private uber reclusive character has just blossomed a little bit to show hopefully a, a new and better side of himself whereas the one that was out there like a peacock has turned into a turkey like in in that once the feathers were gone that you kind of saw what the real bird was it was a little bit ugly and a little bit um certainly not what you thought and that's where well, that's where he's at now in in terms of his perception like he's like the comeback like what is the comeback like I, uh, you said it like I th- it's the only thing left is the asian tour like like 
Greg Norman is completely sunk. Um, in yeah, terms that's of why that's why live golf has been tanked. <laughs> Basically, yeah, and it's um, <laughs> someone said he had, it was the only time he had a worse Sunday was in 1996 in the Masters, um, <laughs> which was a great comments. Um, but yeah there's no one to, so they they basically have an idea no one wants to go play phil has been ostracized greg norman ostracized uh the saudis have kind of will probably just row in now behind the tour and they'll think ah grant that didn't get off the ground to no worries we're going, we're going behind the asian tour and we will pump money into it and we'll see if we can attract the guys over to play potentially over there yeah and that would be the route that they might go and I think I think that's well, that's probably what they will go with. It makes the most sense from their side, even from a long term perspective. Yeah. If you get involved with the Asian tour and something like that, rather than getting a book across a bunch of four, mid forties and late forties and early fifty year old men, if you get invested in the Asian tour, they could end up just pumping tens of millions of dollars at like the next generation of young golfers and go, you know what? We'll pay you tens of millions for a few years, play this tour and promote our tour and promote what we're about. And you'll have guaranteed income and you'll be all good. And so you actually just get in ahead of the PGA tour or or European tour, cut them off the knees and get the next generation of golfers. Like, I think that's probably the next realistic route for them. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you'd have you guys like Phil, who would they'd be like the headliners. We'll say like like a like a boxing card. They'd be your headline attractions, and then you'd have like DJ at the for the Saudi International and for the the their version of the DP World Tour Championship yep. for this ten event series. Um, but the like the middle class of their tour, their ten event series, will be made up of next generation stars. Yep, and I don't care about that. <laughs> like that could just exist on its own wherever it exists. Um, like, like a few things have been noticeable on the PGA Tour recently. Like the the coverage in Riviera was unbelievable. I did, like you, who is a cameraman, would have if you had time over the weekend to sit back and look at the golf, which unfortunately you didn't you would have seen like they were using these ultra wide 4k or 8k cinematic cameras on T boxes at low levels at different with the product as in the production level was just way That's beyond. It, yeah. it was, it was so cool, but you can kind of see now. Slowly. Yeah, I'm Miss Riviera. It's also like one of my favorite courses just to watch. Like it's yeah. great. And they did an unbelievably good job with it. And you can just see, okay, they're just improving this now. They're starting to listen maybe because the threat was there that, right, okay, look, okay, we'll do it. We've got all this money. We'll do it. Don't worry. Um, and it's it's just nicer to watch now. It's You're seeing more golf. You're not, there's less ads um, because they're loading all of the ads into the early part, but they're just yeah. leaving the golf run. And it's and it's making it really really good to watch now. Like and, and we are lucky in, in Europe and that we get to watch it as our evening TV as well. It's not like we have to take a big chunk of our normal day out to watch it. We just yeah ruin our other halves evenings by putting on the golf again. But um yeah like I I think PGA Tour is as you were the uh, Saudi 
golf league is you were never. I think the PGA Tour couldn't have hoped for a better outcome. <laughs> I say they're like, oh, if someone said Alan Shipnuck oh. crate of wine, whatever he wants. Wow. Like, what timing? Like, imagine holding on to that. Can you imagine he had that since last November? And he's so. Like, I'd. Like I'd never play cards against that man, I'd say, because he'll just like absolutely bury you when you like really think you have him. And to think of what he is, like as a scoop, as a journalist, to get this, hold it that long and use it that well. And then to back it up by saying it's going to be just one part of the book that he has coming out and Phil. Yeah, I got more. <laughs> oh, like he just said, he like he has, as you said, Everything is covered. Like he came out within 10 minutes saying the off the record piece is completely false. And I'll have more to say on that shortly. If I was Phil Mickelson. I'd be looking at that going, fuck. I yeah. am. This is not going to get better for me. This is actually going to get worse before it gets better. Because there's two books coming out about him this, this summer. This Shipnooks is in May. And there's another one coming out even later. Shipnooks goes into the gambling stuff, goes into the money stuff, goes into the personality stuff that Phil doesn't want. He doesn't want the cloak pulled or the curtain pulled back on that little world. And this is genuinely going to get worse before it gets better for him. And we'll, and it will keep on kicking him as well. Yeah. I think now also that KPMG have, have backed out, you're going to see that's just the first domino. We'll go to bed tonight and you'll wake up and it'd be like work day are gone. Callaway or uh, Callaway probably stick with them. Who, did Workday announce on a yeah, extortionately high contract? Do you know the um, contract? Was I it... think I think some money might have come free. Yeah. Do you know the contract? How much? I didn't see what the I didn't have the number. I just read literally from a report that it was enormous. Ah, look, I'd imagine so. Like to get on Rory Roy's, to, get, to right. get on Rory <laughs> to, to get on Rory's bag, it's probably five million quid. Yeah. Bearing in mind, Roy usually only puts on his bag sponsors that he would have kind of an equity involvement with. So Peacock, etc., Golf Pass. Um, <laughs> I just like thinking of Phil was like, good God. Is there what? any party that feels bad for him? Obviously, you no. haven't been a big fan of his. No, no, just straight up now. No, I just like, and in fairness, like referring to the nine up guys is like, they had a great, you know, like they had, they, they had a brilliant description. It was like, he's like, like if you're playing cards against him and, he, and he's, and he's bluffing you, but he's winking at you to tell you he's bluffing at you. And, right. and he's been a nice guy when he's doing it. And you can, and he thinks he's the smartest person in the room. And I think all that has been just completely eroded. I just hated the. I hate. I. I just felt that the whole. It was a. It was a complete facade. I, it was a complete front, for like that money pays off all the problems that he goes and you hear all the nice guys of, the nice stories of, tipping in the clubhouses and all that stuff and he always carries six grand in the bottle and or in the in the wallet and tips everybody it's funny stories of him getting poor Harrington to buy expensive bottle of wines for bottles of wine for people when pork was paying the bill and stuff like that and i was just like oh spare it will you yeah i don't know i never had much of, i i 
I hope this isn't the end of him just on a human level. I hope he hasn't or doesn't he's get completely fine. He's, he's got to be like, no matter how much money he was probably like, how much he was ever struggling for. He like, what did they say he earned? Like 53, like, 52 million last year or something like that. Yeah. Like he, he's, he's fine. doing okay. Like he's doing fine. Like, if he was really stuck for money, he wouldn't be still living in California. I know he's moving to Florida where he wouldn't be paying tax. Like, he lived there all his life. If he's able to pay 50% tax on all of that money he's been earning, then I'm sure he's doing just fine. Like, like his money problems are not the normal person's money problems. He's not going to be on the street in the morning. Like, it just means that he doesn't get 6 million or 5 million from KPMG or from whoever or from Callaway. I, I don't know. Like, that, that doesn't concern me. Like, it's... It's how he thought that he was being the most intelligent guy in the room and fooling everybody, and he was going to come up with this devious plan to to save the golf, peach, save golf and, yeah. and then line his pockets with a with a couple hundred mil while he was doing it. And he had some willing idiots, namely Bryson to, and Greg Norman, to keep him company along the way. And the more you can publicize how big it. Egypt Bryson is as well, like the like the better. And if that's the collateral damage, then that that's that's not the worst thing. It just oh what just bonkers behavior from a fellow who would like you would leave you who would try to leave you to believe he's a very intelligent man. What do you think the mood in the ground will be like now with the Honda? I think obviously we're getting into the oh, thing. So there's the Honda, you- then there is their players. We're getting closer and closer now to the Masters. Masters, yeah. So as it gets to the very exciting time of the year, the mood on the ground must be like, oh, it's like a, probably like a school school playground where everyone's like, did you hear this thing? What? Yes. Like, I'd say now if you're a player, you're just like, oh, fuck, I'm not going to be asked anything else for the next two weeks. Uh, Ram was good. He was like, listen, right, all of you, talking to the journalists, I am speaking about this now and I don't want another question about it. And he was, at, that was, I thought that was quite good. He might've felt that there was some, a few ripples in the water about to come. And um, yeah, so he's, he's going to be exempt. He won't be asked, but everyone else is just going to be bombarded with questions about it. And, and in fairness, what, like, what you will have seen is that, in the questions that were asked, like if you revert back to Rory's comments in the, in the lead up to all this, that he, that Phil's comments were uh, naive, naive that, yeah. selfish, egotistical and ignorant. Um, it's not like he's getting a soft landing from the players. No, they're, they're literally sticking the boot in here on him and saying, um, Again, not a particularly brave thing to do, I think. Like, now that he has been found out, I don't think particularly brave for people to turn around and go, yeah, I always I always thought Phil, or yeah, I think Phil was being pretty naive there. Like, I think it's, much, it's a much braver thing to say it when Phil's coming out with this at the start rather than well, now it's all collapsed I, I, around him. I will say that Rory's probably entitled to that. He said he was... He was oh, yeah. gone from the start. R- Rory's stance has been the same for this at all. Yeah, times. he was like, and Rory's comments were actually boldly refreshing. He was like, it gets to the point where it doesn't change anything, like money. 
he was referring yeah. to. He was like, I live in the same four bedrooms in my house with my family, or for four rooms in my house with my family. And do you know what? It, he probably thought about it as Rory does because he does think about things, but he offers up an awful lot in terms of what he really, really thinks. It's like, it, it doesn't make a difference. Like there is just a level of obnoxious greed to it, um, which ironically is what Phil accused everyone else of being. Mm. Randall Shambly had a very good take on Phil's initial comments. And I saw just there, he, took, he posted a, a breakdown of Phil's statement as well. So let's get it up here real quick. Yeah, there's been some like Brando, been, yeah, he's been he's been good. Eamon Lynch, our, the Irish Grand Golf yeah. Channel has been he's been unbelievable. He's been vocal from day one. Yeah, day he, one. In fairness, yeah. So Brandon Chambly just read Phil's statement. It's six paragraphs. The first paragraph sets the stage for him being a victim. The second is him pretending to be an activist. The third and fourth are about spin and damage control or and money. And the fifth and sixth are him saying he's a good guy. Yeah, like, and it is like it's not like. Now he does look. He does look at through the lens of I'm going to bury this fella, but like, really, he's he's done all. Like the damage is just self-inflicted. Like it's it's not a case of do you know do you know that old phrase like oh stop he's he's already dead kind of thing. Um, someone think of the children. Someone think of the children. It's like Phil, please stop. You're already there. Like, 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 just, just go away for a while. Disappear. Delete your social media. To get rid of your sponsors. Delete all your obligations. Stay quiet for a year. Come back in a year's time. Contrite. Maybe don't play for a while. Maybe don't play for the rest of the year. Come back. Say how ill-advised you were to do it that you're completely repentant and beg for forgiveness and like he said himself like he desperately needs time away it was like phil loves craves attention yeah and media and buzz and his his unrelenting feeling that he just wants to be seen as a really nice guy. Like Phil can't go away now as a bad guy and exist away from golf as the bad guy. He has to come back to sign the photos and stick his thumbs up to people and like not, not being now at the masters and doing that all charade. Um, coming back as a reigning major champion, all of that stuff that he would just, you can just see him lapping it up. Yeah. And he has to sit there not being liked, which is just his not his own worst nightmare. Worse than maybe being on the brink of financial ruin now. You, you spoke about um, him maybe not playing for the rest of the year. In Phil statement, he talks about taking a break from the game. Do you think that's a mercy killing from the PGA Tour where they might have turned around to him and said... Look, this thing's finished for you. You're suspended for the year. We'll call it a break. You come back in 2023, and we'll we'll reevaluate then. But you can call it a break. He was gone. Well, it was one or other. Like the the PJ Tour will probably come out still and fair, like be fairly ruthless in the suspension. I'd imagine. 
Mm. So I, they won't they won't give him. I I if I was in the PGA Tour, if I was Jay Monaghan now, I wouldn't give him a free ride for this. Mm. This is when you kind of put your boot down and go. You make you make an example of him. He's basically he's the head in the pike for other players to learn from. Yeah, and there and there should be, and there probably will be others like of like Kokrak, etc., who have engaged like well, whoever now those other seventeen that they say have signed, and let them be the yeah, as you said the the fall. Not they're they're not the fall guys as such because they are the ones that were implicit in in. <laughs> in the whole thing so yeah uh you don't even need golf for golf to be entertaining yeah this all distracted from three good winners over two last two weeks three savage winners yeah three brilliant tournaments in fairness one because we know someone who won so yeah that's why delighted, delighted for him. um ryan fox obviously won on the dp world tour he won the Raza Kema, the second event at the United Arab Emirates. Yeah. Um, yeah, great for him. Brilliant. I think obviously we we chat to him regularly, like all the time. And uh, he's he's great, great guy, great buzz, and delighted to see him get another European Tour win. Yeah, I went on a kind of a bit of a binge and watch of watching good Ryan Fox footage on YouTube, and there's some great stuff around him, like the uh i think it's scratched is it is the scratch yeah yeah no i think it was scratched it did or it was a dp world tour did a like 15 minute profile on him and his life and it's just like he's your every man winner that's mm. why everyone likes him because he like because he gives you the impression that ah, if he can do it maybe i could do it no you can't do it by the way no it's just you can't but he's that good but he's just got a normal lifestyle like family orientated famous family but wanted to kind of create his own wake and path and hell he's done a hell of a job and yeah, then it's he, just really sound yeah he's like a he looks like a grip it and rip it kind of player like that oh. kind of attitude but you know there's obviously so much more to it but he's he he kind of is that that way inclined he's like oh look we'll just try hit it as hard as we can and he said as much when he was chatting to us yeah, now I did actually look into that and I was looking at a piece of footage. You know that in, across all tours in the world that he is sixth longest hitter in the world on tour. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> it's it's not like he's like, ah, just like a big lad who gives him now wallop in the way that we kind of, or not the way we, but in the way kind of maybe Shane would be perceived in some, mm. in some quarters. Yeah. Like you've got an absolute athlete in it. Do you know, he's... I wouldn't take him on at a lot of sports, put it that way. Like <laughs> he's he seems like that kind of chap. Um so he's yeah, got a so, he's got a great move. I love I love his driver move. He really just gets everything oh, behind it. It's just he puts everything into it. It's it's yeah. brilliant to watch because you do see like he's you know, he's a bulky guy, like he's a broad guy. He yeah. is athletic, but you just see how he uses the ground force in his body to just get everything behind the the, the drives in particular. It's yeah, like sick it's to watch. Very like what Robbie Cannon said about Shane. Like he didn't. They don't want. They never want Shane to like drop down to being a skinny guy or anything because it's so integral to how well he hits the ball. Like this is Ryan. Is, as you said, he's a bit. He's a. He's a bit of it. He is a unit. Like he's, mm. but not no in a bad way at all. He's just a big dude, and 
Jesus, he hammers it. So yeah, getting the win. That was a massive. And then we had oh, unbelievable drama over at the waste management. Um Hole in ones raining in, beer flying off the stands. Someone's going to be killed, stone dead, by the way, by a beer bottle flying. Like, funny, yeah. as, funny as the spectacle is, like, someone's going to die over at that place. I think you just got to change beer bottles for plastic cups. That, I, I, I love the, the spray in the be beer thing. I think it's a great crack that week. I think you start doing it at like the John Deere, then you're, you're just starting to get a bit silly. <laughs> But I think for that one week of the of the year, I yeah. think I'll buy into it. It's it's a carnival. It fits. I just don't want to be. I just do not want to see some caddy getting knocked out by like like and they sell like big beer bottles. Like now they are they're like those aluminium ones. Mm. So like if you cop one of them from the top of the stand on the side of the bonds, like you're oh yeah, you're, you're not going to be in great shape caddying the last two holes. Um. The 17th proved unbelievable, like crucial again. The 17th is still actually the most entertaining hole in that course because yeah. there's so much that goes on. Say Tagala, uh, rookie on tour, was brilliant. Um, Cantley was trying to <laughs> sour face his way into another victory. And uh, Scotty Scheffler, after it was at four, three, three playoff holes. Three, yeah. Yeah, managed to take it for. Ironically enough, his first ever win. Yeah, that was good. I think it's great that 17 two years in a row was the was oh. really a turning point for, for the day. Um, oh, it's such a good hole. That green, having seen it so recently, is petrifying. I swear to God, I've never come across it. It has anything like it. It has a fall off on the left-hand side that if you're a foot long, two foot long on that left side it's actually going in the water as in you could be you're you're putting you 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 will degreen it and put it in the water and it's just the way it looks it's kind of got an infinity look to it petrifying and then 18 is a cool finish hole as well so like i know the waste management is all about 16 but like the hole before unbelievable par five that actual part three is good we saw it, it creates a bit of drama um because of the scale of it and then oh then like four brilliant finishing holes yeah no it was really good and then Joaquin Neiman got a second PGA Tour win um wire to wire wire to wire very very yeah. impressive six shot league on into the last day held off by what two two came under pressure as well which you always like to see um didn't have it all his own way uh really looked like he was struggling midway through the round uh up until 16 and his really really good shot 16 um which kind of put the whole thing to bed really for him um and yeah it's really just a very very I, I think there's like only been about three people charlie sifford ben hogan and himself have won that tournament where to where it's pretty impressive if you ask me that's it he's yeah Needless to say, a very, very, very good golfer. He is. <laughs> the um, obvious. Like, Morikawa nearly spoiled the party. Cameron Young had a chance. Cameron Young said it had a real, real chance. Uh, he chipped in for birdie. I think it was on 15. And even bogeyed 15 and put him within two. And then, But then he stuffed the next one in the bunker. But, like, Morikawa was six under the last day. And he was charging towards him, kind of 
just had two chip-ins, one for Birdie on seven, one uh, for Eagle on ten. Ten was class down to watch, like so entertaining. They brought it right forward to like 285 off the tee, par four, and it was just pure entertainment. It was like watching pros do what we do. It was brilliant. That's great. No, yeah, I'm, de- like, I'm devastated I missed it now. It's worth. Do you know what? If you pick up pick up the highlights of the of the last day, for anyone who hasn't seen it, pick up the highlights of the last day. It was cool, and that course just looks so good. Um, and then look at it where it is on Google Maps and realize that it's literally like a little island of green in the middle of LA. It's mad, and about quarter of a million dollars to join it. Pocket change for you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you getting the playoff then? It's already been the weather for much golf over the last two weeks. Oh my oh. god. We had a we had a like a charity thing on in Donegal on sat on Sunday. It was Ooh. the first time I ever played in 50 kilometer narrow winds. It was hilarious. It was absolutely hilarious. It was just you hardly played all, a full round. No, no, it, it got it got brought down to nine holes. You see, it's it's one of these ones that they had they had to commit to it on Thursday. The bad weather was meant to hit on Saturday. The good weather hit Saturday. The bad weather hit Sunday. We were playing Sunday, but they had a whole that caterers in the whole. They have a new they have a new restaurant in the clubhouse. This was their kickoff. They had to commit to it. Sick. So we all arrived. Shotgun, shotgun start. Uh, every tea full, and we were like all expected. Ah, just. Just paid a few quid and go up and get the food and watch, <laughs> watch the football, watch the, the game. Donny Gall were playing on the TV and we'll go up and watch it. And then they were like, fuck it, we're here now. <laughs> so out we, out we trudged and yeah, she had to hit the ball, like the wore the face off a of two iron. And it was just very, it was great crack just for what it was. Two ball, two scores to count job. Um, bit of golf this weekend, uh, a couple of the St. Anne's teams are getting together. So, that's kind of coming around now. So bit of uh bit of golf over the weekend. I'm not sure entirely sure how much, but we'll see what the weather's like. Just want it to not be windy. You can't even go to the driving range now. No. Oh, it's, it's pretty pretty grim at the moment. I'm I am not gonna play golf so you can You're gonna, gonna sleep. Yeah, I think you probably should. You've had a, a hectic work schedule. So uh take your take your time and ease back into it. There's no point in ruining those nice that new driver would by infecting it with wind and all that kind of stuff. That's right. Yeah. Just wait, wait for the good conditions to return and then just bring it back out again. Right. I think on that note, we, there we go over there for this week. We will. Um, what golf is on? I'm not even sure what golf is on this week. Oh, the Honda, Honda, the Honda, Honda, the Honda's on. So not a great field, not a great field. Uh, yeah. The, the folks, do you know what? Take the if, you're, if you're at home and you don't have it, you feel like you might be running out of credits in terms of TV time, golf on the TV, uh, with your husband or wife, just don't burn them up this weekend. Yeah. Right, guys, thanks a million for sitting through that. I'm sure we're going to all experience feel fatigue fairly soon, but right now we'll just enjoy it all. So enjoy it. fatigue. That's the title of this episode right there. Feel fatigue. And it'll be fatigue with a PH. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, drop the mic on that one. Thanks guys. Speak to you next time.
on the tee, Jack Nicklaus. This is the minute the millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory. 